The Overtime Hockey Podcast is on the air, and joining us is going to be BreakdownSportsUSA.com's Tim Kolaminen. He is in studio, and he's going to be bringing us the smooth, crisp tones with his really incredible studio setup. So hopefully this thing will sound wonderful for everybody, and uh, the content will be any, even better. Today we're going to take a look at the Class AA and Class A boys high school hockey, uh, where the top teams are going to be settling in. Uh, what we can expect for who could be winning the big awards. And as we all know, this has been a bit of a topsy-turvy year, to say the least. It's been a challenge. And uh, trying to put a, any, any semblance of organization to what we have is uh, in a fluid situation is next to impossible. So Tim and I have had enough sitting on the sidelines. We think that hockey is going to be starting here soon. At least it feels that way. And uh, we're going to pick up the pieces and we're going to run. Tim, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I what we've got practices starting up on about the fourth of January, and then to be determined on the first games. Yeah, to be determined. It looks like a lot of the teams have scheduled their first tilts for the 14th. I think that sits in with the Minnesota State High School League and their requirement to have either 10 practices or something like that. And if they play on the uh, Thursday or Saturday before that Thursday, that constitutes 10 or whatever. Whatever 10 days, 10 practices. Not sure what it is. Something like that. But nonetheless. That is all dependent upon what the uh, Minnesota Department of Health in the governor's office determines in terms of whether or not games can begin at that time. So we will sit and watch uh, and wait, and uh, hopefully things will work. And I think one of the encouraging factors is indoor dining, although at 25% is going to begin in Minnesota on the 11th of January. So it feels as though, and that's when that executive order is going to expire, it feels as though why not with the uh, youth sports and high school sports as well? So, I mean, for you, you've, you've put together the books for basketball, boys and girls, hockey, boys and girls, you know, volleyball. All of this has been so incredibly challenging. And in, on the hockey front, we have an extra component of players that say, hey, you know, I, I want to go play for a USHL team that's actually playing. Maybe some are, some aren't. Who knows how that's working? Uh, so, when we handicap the season and we talk about the top teams, everything is going to be with a bit of an asterisk where we, we're going to say, you know, provided this all shakes down first and second, that uh, the players that we believe are going to be in position to play are going to be in position to play. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm fair enough. I'm usually fairly confident by the time the book is published that I kind of have a feel as to what's happening. You know, there's some guys that I'm checking in with until the last moment just trying to figure out, okay, are you back? Are you not? If you are, I'd love to put you on the cover. If you're not, obviously we don't want, you know, there's, it's, it's a high school book. There's no place for it in there. Um, but having the season delayed this deep into uh, January is, uh, it's a challenge. I mean, the book's been out for, what, about a month and a half or so now? And, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there are guys potentially in that book that, Back when it was published, they were sure they were coming back to play high school hockey. And now with a shortened season, maybe they're reconsidering it a little bit. It's it's, it's going to be up in the air. It, it, I know it was an adventure this fall for uh, for fall sports, and I'm sure winter is going to be no different. No doubt. And uh, when we move into the season, we take a look at the top teams. I think the top 10 this year is quite interesting, and, and it is indicative of where things finished off last year. And I don't think a lot of teams, I think the only team that's really greatly impacted by a departure is going to be Blake. Uh, obviously with Joe Miller bouncing and uh, playing with the steel in Chicago, uh, that's going to impact that hockey club a little bit. And they go from being a top five team down toward the 14, 15, 16 range. I think uh, a lot of uh, us, you and me included are comfortable with that. Yeah. He's one of the clear, he would have been one of the clear front runners for Mr. Hockey this year. We would have been talking about him in that segment coming up, but uh... There's still there's still plenty of good players that are expected to be back. Well, and, and the interesting part is is when you look at the top five, you, you definitely like Eden Prairie in your uh, BreakdownSportsUSA.com top uh, 15. I will also mention this, too. We're going to make this uh, book available at the MNHockey.tv. Uh, You'll be able to download it, purchase it as a PDF, uh, as a standalone product, and we are going to put it in with the uh, network pass as well. I'll get into that a little bit deeper into the show, what's going on with the network, but we're going to have a ton of high school hockey, more than I've ever been a part of uh, as far as any productions are concerned. I'm very excited about that. But you like the Eden Prairie Eagles. Uh, Luke Middlestad is going to be back. Uh, he's looking like a, a big-time NHL draft pick. He's got the body. He can play the blue line as well as anybody. And, 
you know, uh, you know. Granted, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Jackson Blake, but there's plenty of other quality players too. And they have an upper Midwest high school elite league goaltender from Hopkins who transferred over in Zach Hayes. Yeah, I think his inclusion in there. They they were a little bit maybe uncertain as to what they were going to do in goal, but having him there, I mean, that just solidifies them on the back end. I, he, I mean, he's a terrific goalie, and you already mentioned um, uh, Middlestead there on defense. You got Mason Langenbrunner also potentially expected back on defense, uh, Cam Langefels, just a really solid defensive core. They're going to be really tough to score against. Um, with with Jackson Blake, you know, assuming he's back, that's some offense that you had in. Drew Holt, is, is he's kind of one of my favorite players. He's not a big guy, but he's just tough as nails out there. It's just he, he must be one of those guys that's just miserable to play against out there. He's got the piston um, legs. I mean, those things are going constantly, and, 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 he, and, he, and he lets her rip for sure, and he's got one of the best, best salads in the game, no question. Uh, and he's going to be, you know, guys like him, and obviously you think about Batchelder as well, they've been around for quite a while, and they've been leaders on this team and have been expected to uh, uh, break through. They've been state championship after state championship coming up on the losing end. Uh, this is a group that is as deep as any of the, as they've had, and they've got some players coming too. Don't forget about uh, they got a couple of freshmen to watch out for uh, that are on the radar as well. Yeah, and we may see this is a, a it'll be an unusual year, I think, for some of those freshmen and, and sophomores that are moving up from Bantams too. Is obviously with the season broken up the way it is, you know, how do they, how fast do those guys get into the lineup, and how much of an impact do they make right away, or is it going to be a little bit delayed and maybe? come the playoff season we'll start to see more out of those guys it's going to be it's going to be a challenge i mean it really will just to just to adjust to things i think for everybody even the even the returning guys i mean eden prairie it helps that they have all that experience and that's why i like them and why i rank them in that number one spot uh well and i completely understood why you would go that route for sure with that hockey team and you know, fine, they lost Ben Steves and John Middlestadt, who were really critical to them. But they have a number of players with 20 points or more, including the defensemen. They've got a lot of uh, senior leadership on that team. You like the Hillmary Pioneers once again, and I don't blame you there. They're going to be a nice hockey club, and they were young last year when they yeah, won. Yeah, a surprised And they're year. still young this year. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I felt as though they were maybe a year early uh, in winning that, which was really impressive. And I'm sure uh, Bill Lechner was, uh, would laugh at me for saying that. But, you know, they lose Nick Pierre, who is a heck of a player, and Charlie Strobel as well, who was a state tournament hero, no question. But, you know, the one thing that I felt as though the Hillmary Pioneers did last year, which is a little bit different from their types of teams. Like, I, don't, I didn't see a lot of big, glorious goals scored off of rushes for them uh, in that state championship game. I saw plumber-type goals, and, uh, you know, they had the one bomb from up high that was, was, was really impressive. But I felt as though this group came together and played within the system that was expected of them, and they delivered exactly what the coaching staff was looking for. They have enough skill and talent to do exactly that, and I thought that was the epitome of playing as a team. Oh, I would agree. And you mentioned Charlie Strobel as kind of the, like you say, the epitome of that too, just the way his season went and how it ended for him. And, and, you know, that's, that was pretty much the story of that Hill Murray team last year. Um, you know, you mentioned losing Nick Pierre. That's a, that's a big one for their offense. I mean, he, he's one of the most gifted goal scorers in the state and he would have obviously, you know, been an elite, elite player for them this year. But other than other than those two, they do return a lot of guys. You know, they've they've got a good goaltending back, uh, Nick Erickson, a, a good goaltender, ready to take on that full time spot there, and then just depth. I mean, that program is deep all the way up and down the lineup. Um, I mean, we could name guy after guy. I expect a good year out of uh, uh, Joe Polotichuk on the defense. Um, you know, it, uh, Fleischacker, they're uh, senior D back there too. He's been around forever, multi sport kid. Just a really, really great teammate, really great leader for them, too. He had a terrific um, state tournament as well. Uh, yeah. Really, really good. And you know what? He's got a lot of, lot of character and guts, too. He's not the biggest guy out there, but he certainly plays like. It kind of reminds me of a little more of an energized version of Jared Spurgeon to a degree. And the, what I mean by that is hashtag gamer. 
Uh, I think that's really a big part of his game. The thing about me for Nick Erickson, he's got the size at 6'3", that's really uh, uh, critical. Rem Keppel was absolutely huge in goal for them in both ways, in size and in an effort last year, 19-win season. But Erickson wasn't shabby either at 3-0-1 with a 1.22, and how about this, a 9.35 save percentage. Now, granted, maybe he wasn't put in the most challenging of contests, but uh, he'll be absolutely leaned on this year for sure. Well, I know uh, in in the preview when we talked to Bill Lechner too, he was like he he was pretty happy uh, having Erickson back. He said, you know, expect to see some good things from this guy. He's kind of, you know, he's been the backup for a bit, and and it's really it is it's him his time to take over basically is what he said. Moving on to another team that you like in the top three, and it's it's the Maple Grove Crimson. And and, and in, in your write up, uh, or in Lauren Nelson's write up, which I really appreciated, he talked about uh, the banners at the Bantam Double A level for Osseo Maple Grove at the youth side with uh, championships in uh, eighteen and nineteen, and who knows about twenty twenty. Eventually, all of these players, you know, I mean, some go over to Osseo, and that's that's a bit of a problem because you know you don't get to really. Yeah, employ and enjoy your entire roster, if you will, or, or the kids that you've cultivated along the way. But there's a lot of Bantam single-A players that, that can fit into the mix too as well. But, I mean, all of that said, they bring back arguably the state's best player. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to tune you out there, Wags. I'm <laughs> I'm focused. So it's the holiday season. My my brain. You pull is, uh... you pull the Pete Wagner on Bart Archer. You know what you do when when that when you hear the silence like that. There's one go to word. You know what it is. All you have what to do, do is say indeed. Indeed. <laughs> it's just it's it's, it's 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 so whenever you hear me say indeed, Bart Archer, it means I didn't hear a word he said. I just just no. it just went in one ear and out the other. I was tweeting. I was doing who knows. I had five people high fiving me during the game. You know how the whole thing goes. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh hey, by the way, uh, I'm gonna uh, digress for a half a second here. You know, yeah, no, that'll allow me to collect my thoughts here for a second. Well, you know that uh, Bart Archer's a, a a musician. Did you know that? Uh, I am anxiously awaiting. Oh, I didn't send video that to proof you. of this. Um, okay. No, I, I we're gonna see we're this. gonna do this live. Um, right now i'm gonna send this to you just bear with me and i want you to watch this while i'm on my next monologue and i want your feedback on what you see uh because you are you cool with that i'm good with that yeah all right i don't want you playing it um because we're saving that for a big show that's coming up in uh june oh there it is oh when things are open i'm sorry i forgot to send that to you but anyway, Bart Archer playing keyboards and vocals. I want you to take a. I want you to peruse that and give me your play-by-play feedback. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I was re- I was really referring to Kyle Kukinen, and you know yep. we didn't really get to experience the full essence of the player that he is last year with that injury. Yeah, I know he was slowed down for that injury, and and uh, you know I think probably a better indication of what he's capable of is what he did in the Elite League this fall. I mean, we put him on the cover of the book. He was he was the obvious choice. Once you know, once Joe Miller left, we we took a look at it. Uh, we we considered Joey Pierce from up in Hermantown, uh, but we ended up going with uh, Kukinen. Uh, led the league the regular season in in points. He had what forty seven points, twenty three goals, twenty four assists. Uh, led each of those categories by a, a pretty good margin over the second place guy. Um, you know, just explosive. Just he showed what he can do, and I expect him to have a big senior season for them. Um, I, I, yeah, I look at that ranking of Maple Grove at three, and I actually think those top three teams feel very interchangeable to me. I could easily see people putting Maple Grove in that one spot. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's for sure. Uh, you, you you just you never know um, who you're going to put there, and 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 you, to me, the the top five, top ten that can flip flop any way you want, and 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 that's just just the nature of the beast, but. You know, you, you know, with, with Kukadin, you've got a 200-foot player, um, and he's committed to uh, being a part of this program, uh, you know, representing his school, Maple Grove and the Crimson. And, you know, here's the thing about them. Uh, I think back to the uh, Dylan Stamen era. I think it was, what, 11 or 12 in that neighborhood. Uh, they opened up with their first tournament game. They had a really good regular season, and I've always said – for a lot of teams, you know, Blake was an exception last year. You know, there's a few others. It's really tough to break through that first round, Tim, uh, until you've done this a few times, until you really understand what's hitting you because the game is so much different. A lot of those veteran teams that are there year after year after year after year with 
returning letter winners. So my feeling was as though it was going to be a tough pill for them. And you know what? It hasn't been great along the way, but I think this is a type of team with these kids that have had so much success for so long. They're poised and they're ready. I've got them as a state tournament, state title favorite. I, I think you're right. I think them, uh, as you mentioned, both uh, Maple Grove and Eden Prairie are in that same situation of they've experienced so much success at the lower levels. And they've had terrific regular seasons and gotten to the state tournament over the last few years and just haven't made that last step into a state championship. And I, I think, you know, obviously both are going to be very hungry for that this year. And, yeah, I <laughs> – Boy, I sure hope. I've got my fingers crossed that we can get ourselves a state tournament. You know, even if we can't go in person, if, if it's a if it's a TV-only event, if it's, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, this is actually a good time for you to plug. You know, fans maybe not being able to get into games this year. You've got some yeah. pretty good product coming well, out this year. I want to hear more about this. Appreciate team. that. Well, you know, obviously a couple of years ago I started the MNHockey.tv with the idea of uh, branding myself. And, you know, I had shared stuff with uh, my Fox and starting that with Fox Hockey and then, couple of radio stations along the way, KFAN and 1500, doing other stuff like that. Then it was Let's Play Hockey, then the state of hockey. And, you know, after all of that, I started looking at this saying, why why am I giving them my content? What am I doing? You know, and so uh, I, I decided, you know what, it's time to create my own brand. And, and really this brand has been going since 2006. It's just repurposed, really, Tim, to the MNHockey.tv. So what we've gone to is the automated system where games uh, will be running themselves. Uh, we're all aware of it. We've seen it. There's multiple uh, competing uh, factors out there. But, you know, one of the things I did is I targeted arenas in areas that are um, in my warm market, let's be honest, and uh, what I think uh, builds a great statewide network. We are looking to expand and increase. So if you're an organization, a high school, a youth organization, or an arena and want to get engaged with our model, which is uh, zero pain for you, uh, we'd be happy to do that. So, and, and I, will, I will say this, I'll get it out there. It's going to be pay-per-view this year. Nothing's going to be free view uh, that, that I'm doing. Uh, all this stuff costs a lot of money. The infrastructure that we've put together, we need to pay for it. Uh, I think we would agree that when we do go to high school games, we pay for our tickets to get in the door. Uh, we are sharing revenue with arenas and teams um, so there, there's a spread of the wealth there, but this gear doesn't pay for itself. The people that announce don't pay for itself. We're not playing around as a hobby anymore. This is legit. This is real. Our other option would be to tear it down, have someone else do it, put it in and have them charge you. So there's your option. You like that? Well, and you've got a, a just a terrific lineup of teams right now. Yep. You know, like you said, you're expanding from there too. There's just the content that you're going to have on that platform this year is I don't so even know that here, I need here's, to go to games. Here, I'm just here's watch our list. Others. We'll start from the south and work our way up. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Owatonna. Uh, then we uh, have Bloomington Jefferson, Bloomington Kennedy. So the Bloomington Ice Garden. The Edina Hornets. Eden Prairie Eagles. We're going to have the Vanilla St. Margaret's Red Knights. St. Louis Park uh, Orioles. Hopkins Park uh, Girls as well. Uh, Hopkins High School. Minnetonka. We have Armstrong Cooper. We have Wyzetta. We have. Um, I'll go. Uh, I'll go to your area next. Then we're gonna hit Cloquet. We'll have the Jacks, Cloquet, Esco, Carlton. We have Duluth, Denfeld, Duluth East. We have Hermantown. We have the Eveleth Gilbert Bears. Uh, we also have Brainerd and the Warriors, and we're gonna finish up with the Roseau Rams. That's our network right now. Oh, I forgot about this. Stillwater Ponies. How could I forget? I forgot the east side of the metro. Stillwater Ponies and Matamidae Zephyrs. That's some terrific hockey programs there. I mean, you know, so selfishly I targeted those, and uh, I'm building a network that way. Uh, the competitor out there has some of the smaller ones, uh, not smaller programs, but smaller venues, so to speak. I kind of went after the larger venues, and, and you know, there's a few more that I want to – snap up here that we're working on and uh we're, we're working to get some things done i can't make announcements yet but that's the deal the network pass to get all of the games is not going to be very expensive if you have a specific team that you want to see it will actually be less than what you would pay if you went to all of the games anyway so as i said the options are i could take the gear down and we can have the competitors go in and charge you three times the amount which do you prefer that's an easy choice. That's, yeah, that's a rhetorical I mean, question, right? I mean, well, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, baby. So, uh, 
that's really how it works. Back back to where we're. So thanks for giving me the uh, free shameless plug of the product. <laughs> no worries. Although we got sidetracked in a hurry there, we got to our we top three. Well, I think I think what we're going to need to do is we're going to keep banging through these. We'll, we'll we'll give the top five the 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 big deep dive coverage here. And then uh, we'll work through the rest of the teams that have some some potential say in things. And then we'll flip it over to the Class 8. Does that work for you? That's a perfect plan. Okay. Because I know you need to get out of there and head over toward uh, the homeland over in the uh, North Shore. I got, I got to get into that uh, Cloquet-Duluth territory. The Northland area. Yes. All right. So uh, next one up, and I, I like this one a lot. And I don't know where Buddha's going to sit with this. Ken Pauly with the Red Knights being ranked four. He never likes the attention. Uh, but this team is very, very intriguing to me. I, I think, you know, they've got all the pieces in place. Uh, they've got Lime Sand and Goal, who's going to lead the way. Uh, you also have a, a number of other players that are going to have uh, some say. You've got transfer Nick Mikan that's going to be on the roster as well. Um, you know, I can't say enough about James Callahan, the defenseman, Brady Yakish. Those guys are all just terrific. Uh, you got Sarsland. Uh, the entire uh, defensive core is, is dialed in. Asher Conley was a really nice two-way player for them last year. Grant Ellings came over from Providence Academy. He is a very good player. Uh, I think uh, I personally am not being overly harsh here. I think he could expect more, and I want to see more out of him. He's a great player. And Ben Marshall, it's time for him to turn the corner too as well. Jackson Bassan has a really nice motor and engine. You can tell I cover this team, right? I mean, let's yeah, be I fair. Can. I uh, feel it. It's just oozing. But it, it's a really nice hockey club, and I think they're going to be uh, very, very solid. And you know what I like about them, too, is there are definite seniors, uh, some senior leaders on there, too, but they also have a really good junior class. You mentioned Mike and coming over, and, uh, you know, he just adds to that junior class that they have. Marshall, uh, those two guys combined for, what, 40 goals last year? Yep. Um, and then the, the, two of their top defensemen, Sarsland and Yakish, both juniors also. So it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a team not only good this year, but they'll be right up in that top ten again next year, no doubt. Uh, they are, and uh, you, you think about what they went through last year. I mean, they were they lost in the penalty shot, and <laughs> that that was uh, wow. How well discussed was that one? Did we talk about that at the state tournament at all, or did you and I avoid that topic? Yeah, I we I don't know that it, we mentioned it anywhere on the air, but uh, we talked about it in in private for sure. Yeah, that, that's a just such a to end your season on something like that. I that's so tough. I, honestly both ways to be fair i mean i know when you win you know you win you win you take advantage of the opportunities provided for you and you, you do it i get that but who wants to win that way let's be honest do you want to win that way i know i don't and then i'm probably going to get ripped for that but i don't yeah well you know to be fair watching the video if it's not overtime of a section championship game that's a penalty shot i mean you yeah, think I, so I, I thought so when i saw it you know, but the situation is what makes it so difficult. Like, how oh, that is so tough to call. Well, I mean, that takes. So uh, my yeah. feeling is that you need to be again. You know, we're not officials, and who are we kidding? But yeah. I don't know at any point if he was free and clear. And you know, really, what what occurred is he got an arm in on him, and he pulled. If if. If, if the player that was grabbing him didn't lose his stick, that would never have happened. It would have been just a hooking call. You're probably right. And so yep. I think it's yep. because he didn't have his stick that that's why that was interpreted a little bit. It looked a little bit more desperate. But it wasn't. It, it, yeah. They're like right next to each other. It wasn't as though this guy busted in and had a two-stride deal and this uh, the defenseman's coming after him and leaves his feet and tackles him with an ankle tackle. That didn't happen. So I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> we're totally rehashing and why not but you know when we go when we look ahead to the uh prior lake lakers at number five i mean this this is a program at the youth and the high school level that's really mirrored i would say maple grove the only difference being that the inching process started maybe five years later for prior lake and they're about five years behind where Maple Grove is in the curve. But could this be? Very possibly it could be the year that they break through. But who do they have to get through to get to the state tournament? Well, exactly. I mean, you put I mean, them in Section ridiculous. 2. It's ridiculous. 
Yeah. And, and I feel like they're a program, when you first look at the rankings and you see them at five, you think, well, it's Prior Lake. They haven't done anything yet, have they? They've had some very good teams the last few years. And, but like you said, you get in a section with Eden Prairie and Minnetonka and, you know, it, it's very difficult to, to break through that. Uh, they're on the verge of it and, and it's well-deserved being a top 10 team. Uh, and I think as soon as they, assuming they do, as soon as they make that breakthrough, the rest of the state is going to know about them. More casual fans will know about them. Right now, they're a little bit more of a secret to everybody except, you know, the more ex- – I mean, if you talk to the coaches, they'll say, yeah, Prior Lake, they're terrific. I'm scared of them. Well, not scared, but I'm I'm worried about them, and, and they're going to be a tough out. They are going to be a tough out. They're going to be the team nobody wants to play. And think about their top four players are coming back on the uh, point columns in Schumacher, Bump, Rice, and Beatty. So those guys are all bouncing back. The midsection of their lineups uh, booted on them and uh, graduated, but uh, they have two goaltenders back. Uh, one's a 17-game uh, winner, and I, I I like what I see in them. The, Braemar has bit them, though, on that semifinal uh, Saturday a couple years in a row. Yeah, and – you know, last year, you, you mentioned these guys. These guys, most of these guys were sophomores last year, too. So it was a very young team. Uh, Schumacher, Bump, Rice, those guys are juniors this year. So maybe it was a year early for them. I mean, they still won 18 games uh, and had a terrific year. But I think what you saw was, okay, our leaders are sophomores. Uh, the goaltender, uh, Boshi, that you mentioned, too, he was also a sophomore last year. And you think, okay, we, we've got something here. Next year, they're you know, this coming winter, they're juniors. You know, maybe this is the year. Maybe it's a year out yet. Maybe when these guys are seniors, that's going to be the year that the breakthrough happens. Uh, you know, when Eden Prairie loses some of its senior leaders this year. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I We still really like Prior Lake. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't quite get there yet, if it's another year. But they're on the way. I mean, don't. Don't get me wrong. They're, we're going to be talking about them just like you said, like we're talking about Maple Grove. Well, right there's now. a team in their section that you have buried buried a little bit down in the uh, 12 range in, in Minnetonka, uh, which, yeah. which will also have something. So, And, and then I, I, I have not ruled out Holy Family Catholic either. I don't know how you feel about them, but uh, you never know. I, I, they're a well-coached team, and don't ever forget, that's the team that beat the Dream State Edition uh, in in dramatic fashion in overtime well coached always prepared and there in the end that's the holy family catholic fire and if i were a kid looking to play that is a component that i would look at is that they're always in the hunt and very close yep yep and they uh a little little bit of turmoil you know some transfers in and out kind of over the years and so it's you know maybe consistency with with playing together is a little bit of a challenge for them but yeah it's uh it's a program that yeah, I that all of section two. I mean, to be honest, you can you can go even deeper than that in section two and, and find teams that maybe aren't a section contender but can compete with most of the other programs in the state. They're just never going to get out of there because yeah. they're stuck with all these other programs. Lakeville South was a twenty-one game winner last year, very good, and in the state tournament, uh, they're well coached as we know, and they bring back a ton of players. Uh, from, from this round in, we're, we're not going to go too deep into it, but, you know, they, they've got enough guys. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, Cam Bakke and Aaron Holes, Jack Novak, Griffin Lutke was really good. Uh, Walensky, they've got the goaltenders, both of them back. Uh, good luck in the 1AA, but never rule out Lakeville North. Is, you know, they're always there, but Lakeville North just absolutely moved everybody out. Looks like they lost their top six or seven scores. So Yeah, yeah. This may be, and, and speaking of programs that have yet to break through uh, recently, I guess we shouldn't say that about Hastings. They've been there. They've won it. But uh, Hastings is kind of the team that's hoping to take advantage of North's losses and maybe get into a section final against South and, and see what happens. But, yeah, South South's probably the heavy favorite in that section. They've been awfully, awfully close. Uh, no question has Hastings. And, uh, you know, we they come in with the gaudy record. We all – call them the darlings and get ready and then that's boom it's a it's a it's a rude awakening for them in the one double a but maybe this year is the year for them over the seven double a grand rapids is an interesting team because they to me are one that you you want to write them off and you want to say okay they're done for a while but they're usually if they're quote done it's just for a year Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's a 
<laughs> you know, they had, well, after they won that state championship over Moorhead a couple of years back, that was what, 2017? Yeah. Uh, they, they lost a couple of guys to graduation, most of their top line. Uh, you know, they, they had uh, uh, Blake McLaughlin leave early, uh, and they had a down year. They were under 500, I believe, in 2018, uh, 2017-18 year. Uh, they've come back strong. They have, you know, speaking of young classes, they have a junior class also that is going to be very good. And I, I see them as the the clear favorite in Section 7, too. I mean, no offense to Elk River, uh, Duluth East, Andover. Those three are going to be right there also. But I, I really like what Grand Rapids has got. And uh, Jack Pert on defense, he's probably a Mr. Hockey candidate this year, too, that we should be talking about. Well, you know, on the short list of Mr. Hockey and the short list of uh, Reed Larson Award winner, you know, uh, Jack, don't call me Neil Peart. Um, I have to go with the Rush drummer's uh, uh, name pronunciation there. <laughs> He's been an absolute pleasure to watch. Really smooth on the puck, smart, uh, plays beyond his years. He looks to me like he's going to be one heck of a college hockey player, and he's going to fit right into that next NCAA level. And uh, he's such a key component to them, and they can be completely undermanned as a team up front. But with him playing almost half of the game on the blue line, he's just been so tantamount in helping this team over the past couple of years. But here they are now once again. You know, you have him back. And, you know, I'm looking for a big uh, year out of Holcomb. Uh, Braden Holcomb up front and uh, Joey Del Greco. Uh, he was in the mix. And Hunter Bischoff plays with a bit of a chip, and he's six feet one, and he can play. So. I don't know. Good I, uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> good well Grand Rapids hockey name, Bischoff. You know, are, are you comfortable with where they fit in goal, though? Uh, they that, being being the uh, Thunderhawks. Yeah, that's probably the only question right now. Is is what are they going to do in goal? Who's you know who's coming up for Bantams? Who's coming up off the JV? You know they lost both of their regular goaltenders last year. Um, you know, including uh, uh, Carter Clafton, who had a terrific year for them. Yeah, uh, you know what a ninety three five save percentage. I mean that's that is beyond solid. Uh, so yeah, if they can if they can figure that out, they could easily rise out of that seven spot. I. You know, if if there's a goaltender in Grand Rapids there, I I could see what? them contending. What, for a what state are they going to put year. up a board or something? Well, you know, <laughs> you never know. Just paint it orange. And you'll never know the difference. <laughs> so, so, so you've got uh, you like Creighton Durham Hall as well. Benel St. Margaret's Creighton Durham Hall, the two privates uh, leading the way uh, in the top five of the Section Six AA. You've got Creighton Durham that you like them a lot, and um, you know you have them ranked what eighth. I believe it is in your top 15 predictions. So uh, you like that team a lot, don't you? I do. I, I'm, I am a little bit uh, wary of that. I want to see what happens without uh, Gleason leading the way for them. You know, he was such a big part of their offense last year, a big part of their team in general. Uh, you know, losing a guy like that, we've seen it before where a team loses its best player and then has an even better year the next year. And I want to see what, what happens in, in Crete, but they've got, you know, beyond that, they've got a lot of guys returning. You know, they got a ton of juniors too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I Young mean, team. So again, maybe, maybe I'm a year early on them. Maybe next year we'll see them in that top 10 and this year it'll be, you know, a little bit more of a struggle, but no, nah, I, I, they've got plenty back. I, I'm not worried about them. Yeah. They, they, you know, they also have uh, great coaching too, as well. And uh, Matt Funk has done a, Nice job there in his uh, fifth year. He's now 90-49-2 as a head coach. Don't turn your back on what he can do and what this team can do. And I, I like their youth. You can win with juniors. It's a lot easier to win with seniors, uh, but they proved it last year. But who was it? It was a senior that led the way for the uh, Hillary Pioneers. So that's, that's, you know, never underestimate that as well. Uh, you've got a team in the top ten from the Class uh, AA up in the uh, Section 8 AA, the Rams of Roseau. Kind yeah, of like the Grand Rapids Thunderhawks. You yeah, know? we get to mention my neck of the woods here. <laughs> I know, really. The Great White North. But, I mean, no, with, with Rosso, I, I equate them a little bit to Grand Rapids. You know, they, 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 while they, I don't want to, they never disappear. They're always in the mix. Yeah, even in a, same thing with Rapids, you see. Even in a down year, they are still a contender. You know, maybe not as strong. This is one of those years where they should be a strong contender, though. Some of those other uh, uh, Section 8 teams have lost some key players. You know, Moorhead, obviously, is another one that's always up there. Uh, and I still have them ranked at 15. But it's going to be a different year for Moorhead. They they lost a lot. It's going to be a challenge for them to, uh, you know, to get back into that section final where they seem like they've been every year for the last 15 years. But but I do like what Rozo has back. Again, we keep talking about juniors. I don't know if it's a, a theme for this year. Is going to be watch the junior class, but... Uh, Max Strand, Gavin Gunderson, two top 
leading scorers are back for uh, Rozo, and they're both just juniors. So uh, Thor Bufflin on the on the D, uh, you know, also a junior. It's yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's one of our keys. We didn't talk about what some of the major issues of the year are, but apparently it's a pretty good junior class around the state. Haven't been to a state tournament since 2014, and it's always special when they uh, qualify. And Andy Lundbaum has uh, been there a few times as their coach. He knows what he's doing. His team, <coughs> excuse me, wow, was 18-9-1 last year and uh, looking to improve on that. They're, by the way, on the network too, so everybody can watch them play uh, all their home games and uh, check out the Rams. So that's going to be nice to keep an, our eye and tabs on them as well. Uh, Morehead choked up on them. I know I did. I, I mean, uh, Andy's going to laugh. He's going to say I have that effect. Uh, uh, Morehead, you have at 15, and, you know, they lost a ton. I mean, like everything. Uh, not many players. There's going to be a lot of holes to fill there on the top six from the forwards perspective and the D top fours. But John Ammerman, his team, there's an expectation. There's a youth program that you're part of having uh, your uh, residence in Moorhead where – it's 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 kind of the Edina effect where it's just who's up, who's next. And I think uh, that's the thing. You know, you, you put them on the bubble there of the top 15 and you put them right there and see where they go. They could go either way with a young team. Not a lot of time, not not a lot of room for error here, but we'll see what they do. Yeah, I think if I remember right, going into last year, they had lost their really high-scoring top line. There was almost no uh, goal scoring coming back from the year before. And all we saw was that, that new top line for them score what a combined 70 goals or something between those three guys. Now they all graduated. And so now we're in the same exact situation a year later, who's going to step up into that goal scoring uh, role. I mean, Max Dronin has four goals and that's the top returning goal scorer for that team this year. So you're right. It could go, it could go either way. Uh, what we do know about Moorhead is they always have top, Bantam AA kids coming up, and I don't expect to see anything different this year. You'll There'll be some names that pop out of that Bantam AA group coming up that you'll say, ah, we should have had our eye on this guy. And you love the Section 6 AA. I mean, in, in your top 15, you've got Benilde, Creighton, Durham Hall, Wyzetta, Edina, and Blake. They're top five teams. You have, you know, if you're in the top 15, you're within conversation of state tournament berth. If you're really in the top 10 in the preseason, you're probably state title worthy. Doesn't mean someone, you know, 11 to 15 isn't going to win it. But, you know, you, you can kind of narrow it down. You know. Um, but you definitely uh, like Wyzetta and Edina as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the last time I ranked Edina outside of the top 10, they made me look bad by winning a state title. So, you know, it's here we go again. I put them at number 11. What are we going to see? We're going to see a state title out of the Hornets? Why not? Well, I mean, ab absolutely. Why not? Yeah, they've got the guys coming back. Uh, uh, well, they they got a, a transfer in too. Uh, Fetchko from uh, Holy Family is now Eddie Dinah. Um, so he adds a little bit of offensive firepower there. Jackson Boris, Jimmy Clark. Jimmy. Speaking of good young players, Jimmy Clark. You know, assuming he's back, he's going to really be something this year. Well, and with with, with Trey Fetchko, he had an absolutely uh, uh, terrific uh, captain's practice season. I heard that uh, he was looking as good as anybody out there, and. Uh, you never rule out the Hornets. They're 13, 10, and 4, not uh, what you would say. A, I mean, they're still over 500, and, you know, there's grinding and gnashing and teeth and cake town, but it's like, you know, <laughs> geez, uh, relax, everybody. But uh, they do have a lot of talent. They did lose their goaltender, though, uh, that much we know, and uh, they got to find a spot for Loudon Hogue. Uh, I do think Dominic Cook is going to be among others. Uh, the key guy to step in. He had a really, really good um, elitely, or I'm sorry, uh, JV season for them last year, and the type of player who could play on anybody's roster. For the Hornets, though, they do bring back their top five point getters from last year's team. If you put Fetchko in there, he would be the leader for them as well. Um, but they they definitely had some uh, seniors that they're going to need to replace. And, you know, when he died, it's no different than Moorhead. It's uh, who's up next. Why is that yeah. on the same token? Um, you know, I think they're the hardest team in hockey to play against. There you go. That's the Pat O'Leary factor, right? Yeah, I, I do. I believe that. I, they have proven it over the years. I mean, speaking of teams with like a 13-10-4 record, we saw, didn't we see them win a state championship a couple of years ago with the same kind of a team? They just, just grind away on you. They upset a... a superior Edina team you know no 
no offense to Wyzetta that year, but they upset a superior Dyna team in the in the section uh, playoffs. And you know, it's it's that style. It just is. Oh, it has to be aggravating to play against. Well, it's hard nosed and it's it's um, it's controlled. It's skilled when it needs to be, and they play as a unit. And I think they are just trouble to play against. That's that that's the thing there. And you know, this 2016 2017 run along with the 13 was very good. And it seems like they have players that just continue to recycle and never graduate. You know, I mean. You, you look at you look at guys. I, well, the last names are the same, like Peters and Ness, you know, and you know. And then you've got Jake Keller, who's a heck of a hockey player. I I think the only question mark they're going to have is is what are they going to do in goal? And uh, will a guy like Darby Sanders step in and get the job done? We'll find out. Yeah, you know, I in talking to to uh, O'Leary and and watching that team play, it almost feels. I know it's a cliched thing to say, but it just feels like they always have a chip on their shoulder, and I don't know if it's part of being in the Lake Conference with, you know, Edina and Eden Prairie and, and in the same section here as as uh, some of those top teams, they just feel like they always have a chip on their shoulder, like we're going to show the world. You know, we're people are overlooking us, and and, and they play that way, and, and uh, <laughs> they get results every year. doesn't seem to matter. Uh, they do get results. And then finally, uh, St. Thomas Academy is another team to keep your eyes on, and They've got a great coaching staff there, and they're going to be in the mix each and every year uh, as they know how to play. I think I think that 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 Eigner's teams are tough to play against. How about uh, speaking of teams with a chip on their shoulder? There's one for you coming out of the uh, Metro East. They got two uh, defending state champions in their conference, and they are not one of them. I know, surprising, <laughs> and, and yeah. they, they've got arguably the best player in the state, Jackson Helm. Yeah, he's a guy that we thought very seriously about putting on the uh, the main part of the cover too he's on the cover he's just uh, you you know, did, one of the you, you did not put an NHL draft pick on the cover did you ooh how about that are we I mean, uh, that's, uh, breaking yeah. new ground uh, well i mean we're making news uh, right here <laughs> well, <laughs> you you didn't allow that to to i mean because he's draft eligible obviously he's older than kukinen but you you feel as though kukinen will will fit into that same uh draft status perhaps i guess being drafted in the nhl doesn't mean you're the best high school player um i mean that's up for argument but uh i had a question on that one sorry yeah no it's it's i can and you know what i've i've explained this to people before too i've questioned it too they it, it because it is a high school preview and yearbook it it, it leans more toward high school accomplishments than it does projecting out towards uh, college and pro career. Obviously, those things matter, and a guy that's you know, going to be playing at the NHL level is going to be a top high school player too. But uh, you know, there's some guys. Uh, I, I did take some heat one year. Um, it was <laughs> the year before we had Middlestead on the cover. We put uh, uh, Michael Graham from uh, Eden Prairie, terrific high school player. Uh, we had him as the main uh, cover guy, and we didn't have uh, from Blaine. We didn't have um, – I'm just drawing a Brad dead blank. Zinsky? Uh, no, uh, before him, no, uh, uh, Bukestead. He was on the cover. Oh, he just wasn't the major guy. The wild forward Bugie. Yeah, wow. yeah, exactly. Oh, so did, I got did, some heat for did it. Dave up, Oss, did Dave Oss get in your kitchen? Uh, well, no, Dave's a good guy. He wouldn't do something like that. He might look at me funny, but. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He certainly would. So th- this, is, this is a good hockey team, no question, the St. Thomas Academy cadets. And um, I think people are going to have to keep their eyes open on them. You've got one of the best players around. Jared Wright is a heck of a compliment to go with him. Uh, I think this is, uh, I mean, they're in the three double A. Who's going to beat them to get to the state tournament? Anybody? I, I don't know. I mean, I think they're, they, once they can get there, they have any shot, and they've got a player that can scoot and can play the game in Jackson Hallam. And I can tell you this, you know, having run the uh, Elite League games through our network this past year, I had so many requests for his team's games. It was unbelievable from the NHL scouts. Oh, there you go. So, Rosemont I mean, they were all the one over I... it. Oh, Ro- yeah? Rosemont's yeah, going to be a good, good, good test for them. And I think they're, again, they're kind of, you know, if I said that Prior Lake's a few years behind the trajectory of what Maple Grove was, I would put Rosemont to the southeast in the same position a couple of uh, years behind the trajectory of Prior Lake. So they're, yeah. they're now, coming and they're close. They are close. They are close. They lost a couple of guys early, so that's going to hurt them a little bit too. And I, that, I think that's part of that trajectory too. Is 
when you're an up and coming program, if you can keep those guys around, suddenly that makes a difference. And, and then it, it feeds on itself. Like uh, up here in Moorhead, I mean, up until 95, Moorhead was, uh, I shouldn't say it was a wasteland for hockey, but it wasn't what yeah. it is now. Uh, and then they kept some of those guys around throughout the years. It's been very rare that a guy leaves Moorhead early, and now it's just fed on itself. Every year that team is going to be good, regardless of who they graduated, it feels like. It's an so expectation. for a program like Rosemont, that's kind of that next step. Can we keep these guys around? Can we keep this rolling year after year? By the way, we are not doing the Class A because this is going to be an hour long. Uh, yeah, I know. We said we were going to do 20 minutes, well, didn't we? What a joke. I mean, why do we even <laughs> Why do we even try to say that? You know, I, I, will, I have to mention the Blake Bears as a, as a team. You know, we kind of touched on them in the beginning as losing, um, uh, obviously, some key components to their team last year. But they're going to be hanging around this year, too. Don't count them out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even without Joe Miller. I mean, they've still got some pretty, pretty tough guys back. Uh, Axel Reed and goal. Probably one of your uh, better senior goaltenders in the state. He's going to help out a lot, too. Uh, he's a great player, and he's uh, seen his share of games. He's been playing for quite some time. No question about that. Let's quickly uh, look at some awards. First of all, uh, we've got uh, – should we, should we say who uh, who your favorites are in terms of Mr. Hockey? Who do you like for that, Tim Kolominen? Well, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh, Kukinen, our cover guy. But uh, – as long as I'm talking about a couple of guys, you mentioned Helm from St. Thomas Academy. Uh, wouldn't surprise me one bit if he won. I really like, we'll talk about Class A at a different time, but Joey Pierce up in Hermantown. Just talk about guys, I think I mentioned earlier, the hard as nails, tough as nails to play against. He he is he's a tough, he's a man. He's a man among boys sometimes out there. Uh, yeah. So he, he's, I like those three guys in particular, Luke Middlestead also, um, you know, Depending on the year that Eden Prairie has, you know he's a guy that that'll be in that conversation for Mister Hockey too. Um, I got to throw a little bit of love for a couple of guys up my way. I don't think they're going to be favorites, but we can put them in the conversation. Uh, Landon Parker up at East Grand Forks. Uh, when we talk about them next week, you'll find out how much I like East Grand Forks. And then uh, Zach Kennett, big big time scorer at Red Lake Falls. Uh, you know he'll never win Mister Hockey more than likely because of he's playing in Red Lake Falls, but uh, he's probably the early favorite to lead the state in scoring this year of, of who you mentioned there's always a player at Hermantown that is 100% under the radar and nobody pays attention to and then they really start watching them their senior year and they start saying holy smokes and sure enough that guy goes on to play division one college hockey oh there he is in the NHL They've always got a guy like that, and Pierce could be that guy that, that puts a little fly in the ointment of uh, the Kukinen slash Hallam show, from what I believe. I think it's going to come down to those two from that, and I agree. I can't wait to talk about the Class A next week and then hear your gushing love affair with the East Grand Forks Green Wave. That's going to be awesome. Uh, no, no, I, and I love the program. It's just being funny. Uh, no, but that, that that's 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 what I would agree with too. And and I have them on my short list to win the class one A as well. Uh, it looks like me and Carl. How about that, Eastside Carl, uh, or Carl East? What wasn't that his handle? Carl East, yeah, yeah. Carl East yeah. and I going with Maple Grove to win the title. That's pretty well, impressive. He... he and I agree. That's great. Uh, you know, he, he's gonna can... cha- he's gonna change his pick now. Probably. I would if I was picking the same as you. No, Kenny, Kenny Pauly's <laughs> going to hate me again. I, you know, I put Benil number one last year, and that didn't work out for me. So guess where I went with uh, my upset state championship pick this year? Who'd you go with? <laughs> I went with the Red Knights. Kenny's going to hate me forever. He'll never talk yeah, to me again. Yeah, he's going to hate you forever. Now, how about the Brimsec Award? Uh, who who do you like there? <laughs> you you want me to double up on this, don't you? I, went I do, with, with the pressure. Well, I mean, you, oh. you win state championships of goaltending. That, and that's why I went Limestone from uh, Benilde St. Margaret's. Same same deal. I, I, I you know, I, I feel like I, I went a year early on those guys, and so they're a little bit. More, they're not under the radar this year. Don't get me wrong. We have them ranked number four, but maybe this is the year. You know, maybe it was a year early. Well, and that's why I go with Weineke. and there you go with Maple Grove. So I'm yeah. really really good with that. How about the Reed Larson? Is there any question about that? It's Luke Middlestad, isn't it? I mean, and he, you know, we didn't even really bring him into mention for Mr. Hockey, but it's been interesting because now that they've brought out the Larson Award, it's almost like defensemen are almost void from having the opportunity to win Mr. Hockey. 
That's probably true. It's going to take quite a year for a defenseman to, to I think, get Mr. Hockey now. Um, I'm going to say Middlestead for I, – I'm going to play real diplomatic on this one. I'm going to go Middlestead for double A, and I'm going to say Joey Pierce for single A. Can we split that award up? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm playing politics I had here, I had to think that one through. Uh, yeah. That's possible. Uh, so so I, I don't know. I think it's going to be – Mr. Hockey is going to be really interesting because Luke Middlestad is one heck of a hockey player. He's been playing a lot in the USHL. He's going to come back full steam ahead. So it should be very interesting to see how, how that part of it works out. Really nice. On the to, number one ranked team in the preseason, right? That puts you in a position for Mr. Hockey. Here's the service we provided all of our listeners. We now know where this is all shaping up and who we're watching and what we're doing. You, know, you and I have been watching this through the summer and, and kind of watching it as, as the fluidity of this whole uh, pandemic has, has worked through things. And, and I do need to say this, and we've said it a few times, the, the players and the kids who are the ones that are really, that aren't getting to play, feeling this the most. And they have handled all of this with the utmost of integrity and class they go about their business. They go where they're told to go. They play. They play hard. Uh, they realize, you know, I think a lot of kids have probably realized there's more to life than just a sport here. And I think for some parents, that's probably not a bad component either, uh, that a lot of life is about who are you and what do you want to be when you grow up. And sure, you're really good at a game and it's great, but let's be honest, it's about perspective. And I think this group of kids have been beacons of hope as far as uh, understanding that there are a lot bigger things in life than a game. However, they're very good at it and can't wait to get out and play. We understand that. And once the game starts, it's going to be on. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I, I just needed to, to, to say that I am thoroughly impressed with what these group of kids that are now college freshmen and now these kids that are junior, seniors, sophomores, and freshmen are doing uh, with a lot of adversity. It's been impressive. Amen. I, I, nothing to add to that. That's perfect. I, I can't wait for this season to get started. I, I know even if we can't, even if fans can't attend games, I, I just hope these kids get a chance to play and, and experience the season and, and, um, you know, that we have a state tournament. And even if, even if we aren't allowed to attend, I, I just want them to have that experience. And I would say go to the mnhockey.tv, click the high school tab on the home page. Uh, you can purchase yourself a network pass or a season pass for each team. You can buy individual games as well. Go ahead and get in there. Start that up as soon as you can. Uh, let me rephrase. Don't start that up as soon as you can. Let's wait to make sure that we're going to have games because it gets into a refunding issue. And that's a pain. So uh, <laughs> wait for the games to be announced, and then we'll go from there. How's that sound? It's a great service this year. I am really looking forward to seeing it. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much, and uh, we will be in touch soon. You drive safe on your way over from Moorhead to Duluth. Enjoy your Christmas holiday, and we'll have the Class A breakdown for you next week, and then we'll do the girls one each, the double A and A the following week. So we've got four podcasts in a row that we're going we're gonna to hammer out for you. Merry Christmas, Wags. Thanks. I, I'm loving talking hockey again. As well. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Let's get some snow. Let's make it feel like hockey. That's the next thing on the, that's next as Bart Archer would say, call to order for Tim Colomine and I'm Pete Wagner. So long everybody.